Hello, everyone, and welcome to Food with Mark Bittman. As always, you can email us at food at markbittman.com, and we will respond. Please also subscribe to this podcast and rate us highly, preferably wherever you get your podcasts. Consider, too, subscribing to our thrice-weekly newsletter, The Bitman Project. That's at bitmanproject.com. You can also reach us at markbitman.com. And that newsletter is part of our spanking new, well now, what, six weeks old, fabulous website, where this week you'll find a really amazing story by Holly Haynes about winter peach cobbler using jarred peaches, something that we all intrinsically despise perhaps, but which are great in this cobbler. A pasta with breadcrumbs made by me and a story by Kerry Conan about how to make hot sauce at home, just try not to inhale too deeply. Plus, in case you missed our interview with Jamie Oliver, that was last week's podcast. You'll want to catch up on that. We'll be right back. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing 
at your Lexus dealer. I was um, really excited when I found out we could get our next guest, Mavis J. Sanders. Mavis J. has been a chef and food activist in the city for the last few years and climbing in notoriety, popularity, um, and wisdom every year, as you will hear. I've hung out with her four or five times and really have been impressed by her. And this is a really interesting conversation, primarily about God's love we deliver, but we get into many other things. Mavis J. started cooking at a very young age, like seven, again, as you'll hear with her grandma, who she says was the church cake lady. As cooking became, as you'll see in our conversation, a sort of safe haven for her, and the years passed, and she got formal chef training, and she spent more and more time in the food industry, much of that time in upscale restaurants, she became aware of the many injustices in the food world. And she did not a total about face because she stayed in food, but a big adjustment with regards to what specific aspects of food she was most focused on. Many of my heroes have similar stories. She has a deep understanding of the connection between food and social justice, and she applies that understanding in extremely meaningful ways. I'm so happy that we did this interview, Kate and I, and I'm so happy to share it with you, this interview with Kate, Mavis J. Sanders, and me. So here we go. Welcome, Mavis J., to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. You have this kind of um, unique or at least unusual profile in that you are a chef, but you're also you're a formally trained chef and you're also a real social activist. So there aren't that many people who do both of those things. And in my mind, in our minds, at least activism and cooking are really strongly linked. So we'd love to just hear your thoughts on that, how you got your start in both arenas and how that connection between them plays out in your life. I started out in food uh, simply because it was just a, like a decision to make. I think I was in a college prep class and they were like, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I don't know. They were like, when was the last time you were happy? And I was like, mm-hmm. last time I was happy. Uh, at the time I was going to high school in Italy and they were like, when was the last time you were happy? And I was like feeling homesick at the moment. And they were like, I was like, OK, cool. Uh, how about, you know, cooking with my gram? They're like, that's a profession. You can do that. And I was like, great. And I told my parents I was going to do it. And they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> um, I feel like they saw it as like, you know, just domestic work and something as people coming from the South that they had worked very hard to get away from and didn't necessarily want me to go into that. And they saw it as like a hard life. I uh, pursued that like against their will. And if I was going to do it, I wanted to be really good. I wanted to be amazing. Initially, when I started, I was like, going to be master chef. I'm going to get all the certifications. It's going to be great. And then it was a little bit of a struggle to like get your foot in the door, you know, get my foot in the door when it came to fine dining because I didn't have an in. And it seemed very much like you needed an in. You needed somebody who's going to be like, yo, this person is going to be somebody who understands your kitchen culture um, and is going to go hard, essentially. Like work nonstop. Right. But, like, not only nonstop, but just, like, only, like, to be obsessive, 
right? Like you can have people who are hard workers and they'll just like continue to do the same things day in and day out. But to be people who are like obsessive about being better, like when you have those kind of minds together, it creates a different kind of web and it pushes you forward um, at a momentum that I don't feel like I realized was happening until I was out of it. The activism part of it came, it was just like, as I was learning, it was the experience of, you know, working at the world's best restaurants, eating at the world's best restaurants, and realizing that the ingredients that I had access to only when I was working wasn't something that I could feed my community, wasn't something that my cousins were ever going to eat, wasn't something, it was like my parents' 35th anniversary, you know, like a once in a lifetime thing when they could come and enjoy that food. Wild. And I just had it in my heart that that doesn't make sense to me. Definitely not with the ethos that I was, you know, raised with. So the idea of like realizing, I don't know, you know, Mark, like how you grew up eating, but for me, like, realizing that everything that I was eating was poisoning me or like I had everything that was around me that I had been exposed to generally was something that was like taking away from my life force. It'll really mess you up. And it will really mess you up, especially it messed me up while I was watching one of my aunts pass from congestive heart failure. There was a moment uh, where she was in a coma and then she like woke up and she was begging And I was like, I'll do anything. Like, I just want to live. And then, like, was gone the next day. And it was like, golly, you know. Uh, She lived in one of those towns that there's, like, no... Like, you drive into town and it's every Long John Silver's, Hardee's, McDonald's, like, you know, a liquor store. And then, like, maybe a super cheap food place that just sells, like, canned foods on racks. And there's, like, no fresh vegetables. And... I grew up listening to things like Man in the Mirror. And so those things get in your head. Do you like people? I don't think people realize that, but it's just like, okay, cool. Like the ethos of if I want something to be different, then I have to do that. Uh, Yeah, that's my life story. Well, not entirely, but did you wind up starting cooking by cooking with your gram? I mean, did you do that for like some period of time or you jumped right into something else? She was the cake lady at our church. Um, My family, the church that they attended was like big in the civil rights movement. I have my aunts or whatnot, like they babysat for MLK. And like, that was like a part of how they supported our community was like selling cakes and raising money to donate, to get people around. And that was just the thing, like in her kitchen, there was like a random bar stool and I had an apron and like she would have me sit there and I would like separate eggs and I would mix things and it was a safe place. And so kids can, you know, you get to your teams, they start to be a little rabble, rousy. And in order to not get my butt whipped, uh, it was easier to, you know, stay in the kitchen <laughs> and just be there. I wasn't in it because you saw me in the kitchen. So it was a safe place. And it was also a place of, you know, when you have cousins who are loud and boisterous and comedic and stars of different sports and things like that around town, it was an easy way to get recognition. Because like when people, you make a good cake or you, you know, make a good pie and people are coming in the house and they're having a slice of it, they'll come find you to tell you it was good. And then they'll be like super shocked because they're like, oh, snap, like, 
there's this small child running around here, whipping it up like <laughs> Betty Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> but when you were at that school and they said, when was the last time you were happy? And you said, cooking with my gram. Did you then go back to cooking with your gram? No, um, no, because she had passed. Mm, she okay. passed, and then we immediately moved to Italy. Um, and then, like, all these things that they told us were going to be great about moving there. Because, you know, like, when you're a military kid, they prep you about, like, being good about moving and, you know, how to blend in and all this other kind of stuff. It wasn't true anymore because 9-11 happened. And all of a sudden, like, all the freedoms that people had, like, socially being on a military base and being in Italy, no more. So it was like just being confined to only being on the base. It wasn't the same like, oh, you can go out to the Italian markets and like, you know, leave school lunch and go, you know, uh, you know, eat somewhere else, like outside of base and go to the local like Italian spots. Um, So I had a little bit of a different experience with that. And did you get to eat Italian food or was it like you're stuck on the base the whole time? I ate a lot of food from the base and commissary for my birthday. Uh, there was a place called Buffet's and it was a spot that was fire roasted, like whole chickens and like fried potatoes. And that's all they did. And that was like the thing that I wanted to do every year um, was to be able to go like eat off base. And that was a spot that was close enough to base. And a lot of Americans did go there. And so I felt like my parents were comfortable going there and they served you like room temp Coke cause they didn't have ice. And I thought it was, like, the coolest and most Italian I was. So we don't need to talk about your time in fine dining because it's definitely not the most interesting thing here. But I do want to say that going back to what we were talking about before, you worked at Blue Hill, you worked at Untitled at the Whitney, and then you talk a little bit about the juxtaposition of that kind of food and then fast food and seeing how people are fed growing up. And was there a moment for you working in these restaurants that you just realize this is not it? And when I first started, I like drank the Kool-Aid pretty hard. Um, <laughs> like I was in it. <laughs> um, and there's still a lot of aspects about it that, you know, um, when somebody's skilled at something and somebody does something really well, you know what I mean? You can't deny that. I would say it was like an avalanche of things. <laughs> like not even like one particular moment. I can remember um, a moment where a sous chef that I had was like working audition was like, had finally got it and uh, the chef had agreed to taste it. And he like took it to the chef and like chef never ate it. (laughs) Like another day went by and they were like, okay, cool. And they were coming with this dish and time had passed and the chef had walked off and he hadn't tried it yet. And so he gets it again, he replates it, he does it again. And then he's giving like all of this to this dish and like really wanting someone's approval. And the reaction was just like, so blasé and borderline belittling and i was like i never want to do that like i never want to have that like you like that's not what i want <laughs> it's not there's nothing appealing i don't look at that situation and go oh i'm gonna be the person that he treats differently you know what i mean yeah you just wanted to not treat people like that in the first place at all <sighs> you know i mean but yeah like feedback is uh there's an art to giving feedback Right. There's an Mm -hmm. art to being a leader. Um, And for some reason, those are things that people just feel like they can do without any training. But everything else in life, you get training. 
one could argue that feedback, giving feedback is one of the most important things we can do in life. So it is yeah. true that it's weird. There's no training for it. Right. Stay tuned for more from Mavis J, Kate, and me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water, and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. 
Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code Bittman, B-I-T-T-M-A-N. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out. I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know, when I first started spending time in restaurant kitchens, which was probably late 70s, early 80s, it was really a culture of youth abuse is what is what the culture was kind of. Mm -hmm. Like you, if you wanted to be a chef, I mean, I'm talking about fine dining, but if you wanted to be a chef, you might start when you were 14 or 16 and you had your ass kicked literally every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the way it was. And outgrowing that kind of culture, since the New York sort of restaurant scene is kind of grew out of the French tradition of, of that, that is a process. And, you know, Part of that process is people standing up to that kind of abuse. I agree 100%. It's a process. I also feel like, I wonder, like, in the in the world of, like, where all those things are happening, like, for me, like, I grew up as a person who, you know, got, who was spanked, right? I legitimately was like, if I ever have kids, I'm not spanking them, right? Like, it's just like, I have been I've been hit before I'm not excited to hit anyone ever like I don't want to do those things you know what I mean like I know like what somebody could take as you know I think as a prank is harassment and I know how it feels to be like singled out and embarrassed in front of like you know brutally in front of you know a mass amount of people and like I don't want to do that to anybody like a lot of what I of what I do now is just like how do we create create safe spaces like there's no you don't have to worry about you know being harmed where you can show up and actually try to develop as an individual (laughs) you can just be like I want to show up and like try to be good at something I don't need to be beat down while I'm doing that, right? Like, if anything, we should be uplifting and empowering. Things are going to go wrong. I don't need to yell at you about it. Like, you know what I mean? We need to sit here. (laughs) We need to talk about how we're not going to do this again, like, and what went wrong. That's a lot. That's, like, really difficult to coach 
into people who have been in situations where they've only been berated because they think you're trying to trick them. So this is a perfect opportunity to talk about your work with the kids. I have worked with uh, some formerly incarcerated youth, some young adults. Like, first of all, like, I really don't want to do any harm. Like, that's the first, like, I know that. And it's like, oof, if, if I'm going to react swiftly um, from a place of panic or fear or frustration, that's probably not going to come across well. Let's not do that. And generally, like, at this point, if somebody does something that frustrates me, I am quick to be like, oh, you know what? I'm take a second. Uh, <laughs> and I have been told... <laughs> by my students that I am very patient and they're like commenting consistently on that because they're like, oh, if somebody did that to me or somebody talked to me like that, especially like when we're working like out in the public and stuff like that, they're like, oh, like I would have. And it's just like, but we don't have to. We don't have to. What we know is that this person is acting out in a way and something is causing that. Right. So what is there anything that we can fix? Is there anything that we can adjust how can we accommodate for this in the future? Most time people are getting frustrated because they feel like they're not being heard or there could be a, a point of them being in pain or like, you know, they're ashamed or embarrassed by something. We can pinpoint that. We can pinpoint that and we can, we can eradicate that. So let's figure that out. I think that if you're in restaurants and you're used to people who will bend over backwards to make a guest comfortable and whatever goes wrong is on the staff. The first time people see you tell a guest that they're wrong, they lose their minds. (laughs) Like they're like, Oh, you know, and all of a sudden it's a whole, like people feel like empowered. Like somebody's going to believe me, right? Somebody is going to like, advocate for me to be treated like a person and I can have dignity in this way of like, I'm here to provide a service. Um, Yes, this is a service. I'm not a servant. I'm here to care for you. And so how do you put that environment out there? It's like, yes, we're doing a thing, but really this is just about caring for our communities and our neighborhoods in a way that is restoring dignity to all parts. I thought this is the first time I met you. You're really smart. <laughs> That's <laughs> so well that. put. That is really so well put. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Um, we're both on the Culinary Council of God's Love We Deliver. I wonder if you want to talk about that kind of awesome organization a little bit. Yeah. I want to give God's love some love. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, I freaking love God's love. I, Me too. We had yeah. we had Chef Andre on a few weeks ago. Yeah. He gave you all the stats. <laughs> uh, here, let me tie this in then in a different way, right? God's love, amazing organization. But I think why I love them so much is because like a lot of my work is just like, I just want to feed people good food. I just want to feed them things that's like, you know, things that are nourishing their body and help them get to the next place. And... God's love is like on the front of fighting for that kind of access. But also every class of like students that I've had, they're so open to like letting them come in and see, you know, how the sausage is made. And it's so important 
to see such a large production in full swing, to be able to participate in that, to come and volunteer and also have like people who are around you. Like if you ever go in there and volunteer, I know y'all have, but like there are people who are like legitimately just cheerleading (laughs) as they're going, right? They're like, you're cutting through, you know, a box of carrots or something and they're like switching out the boxes for you. um, And then like, super excited and encouraging what encouraging you while you're doing it and then giving you information about like what you're accomplishing and the people that you're going to be helping um and also when they walk in especially like most of my students tend to be you know black hispanic maybe every now and then a couple people of asian asian descent will be sprinkled in there and when people think about fine dining or like eating out at restaurants Um, there's an assumption sometimes that they're like, oh, you're going to take us to a place that's going to be like all these white people. Um, And especially when you're going to Manhattan and then they go in there and they see a huge array, diverse people, but they get to see a bunch of black chefs in power who are like making a thing happen and doing it just, I mean, they're doing it for a job, but also there's like a real love and passion about what they're doing. And that space doesn't really exist anywhere else and then they you know they meet the drivers meet the people who are packing and they can see themselves in another environment that isn't necessarily a quick service restaurant where there's always a ton of people of color and that really hypes them up and so god's love has really been open and in a way that they invest in the communities that i and from and then looking to serve as well. And so that, you know, is always really exciting to me. When we talk about food access, you know, I've stewarded, led, created, you know, produced events that are focused on getting areas that do not have any, you know, food of any kind of like real nutritional value, getting them access to that, just bringing it to those communities. And a lot of that tends to be, in, specifically in New York, in Bronx, in Brooklyn, and God's love, you know, almost about 50% of the food that they, their clients reside in the Bronx and Brooklyn. I think it's 25 in Bronx, 25% of the clients are in the Bronx, 23 or 24 in, are in Brooklyn. And like, I just can't help but see them as like, the holy grail and like a bigger uh, scale of like what is possible, like what the things, the projects that I've, you know, stewarded, like they can do it on such a grander scale. And I really love that. It's so true. And it's funny because when you think of the term well-oiled machine, you generally don't think of like a warm, cozy environment, but they managed to do both. It's like the most organized, kindest. It's sort of like a utopia. It's crazy. And I mean, they just do it so well. How many other places can you can you really say that about? I don't know. Okay, last question. What'd you have for dinner last night? <laughs> so I am on this kick, because, you know, it's the top of the year, um, mm. called We Got Food at Home. I don't know if y'all <laughs> grew up with this, um, but it's something like uh, my mom would always say, and it's become a running thing. Uh, a lot of jokes about, you know, you know, in the community or in my community, parents would be like, yo, we got uh, 
Like, you'd be like, yo, can we eat McDonald's? Like, you got McDonald's some money? They're like, no, cool. We got food at home. <laughs> um, and so I <laughs> am. He's like, he is definitely, like, he was definitely like that when I was yeah. growing up. And yeah, still, I'm still so. like that. I'm like, we, there's so much food here. We got to eat what's here. Let's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, like, I've been really being like, I'm going to go grocery shopping and I'm going to cook it. I'm not just going to be have these like wild ideas and let it rot in the fridge. And so, uh, last night we got food at home was um, braised venison over white rice. Um, oh my god! My dad is a hunter, and he will um, pack my car when I go down for Christmas with coolers just to bring stuff back up. And I grew up eating venison. I grew up eating game meat. I didn't realize that other people used to be like, "This meat's so gamey," and I'd be like, "I don't understand." It's because that was like my standard of what meat tastes like. And I like I crave it. I crave the sausage, like the smell in the morning. And so um, we had a couple like frozen bags, like cube steak. So I had braised it like the day before and just ended up putting over some rice last night because I got a little lazy. Uh, I don't think casually making venison can be seen as lazy, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks a million, Mavis J. And um I'm glad you two got to meet, and I hope to see yeah. you soon. And um, really, thanks again. Of course. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, Mavis J. Of course, I want to thank Mavis J for joining us today. Thank you, Mavis J. You can find her at chefmavisjay.com. That's chef, M-A-V-I-S-J-A-Y.com. Or on Instagram, at Chef Mavis J. And be sure to also check out God's Love We Deliver at glwd.org. It is one great organization. Thank you to Kate for producing the show and co-hosting it with me. To our splendid engineer, Davis Lloyd, who I'm making work double duty these last couple of weeks as I try out a new microphone. Thank you all for listening. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and visit us at bitmanproject.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Thank you so much and join us again next week when we will have somebody amazing. Bye for now. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 